0: Hey, this is Todd coming to you from the uh, Sports Library and Spirituality in Verona, Wisconsin, and I just want to say thank you to to Anchor and Spotify for the uh, the chance to be the chance to have a podcast, and I would like to also say thank you to the listeners too. Thank you. Todd from uh, the Power of Love, and I'm doing a uh, doing a podcast on all of Bill Bill's season, and it's got uh, a little bit of a Christmas spirit to it, too, because of the uh, things that go wrong with us during the holidays, and how we, uh, how we respond to a uh, how we respond to a holiday of uh, giving spirit turns into a uh, Turned into a selfish spirit, you know. And I'm doing it. This is out of Ed Bill season. Uh, it's AA approved literature. Uh, it's like Bill Wilson, the founder of AA, and I believe the copyright is 19... 1967. So here's what I'm. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. I'm just gonna go through and I'm gonna make comments about it too. When I read it and I'll stop. and it's got three parts to it, and I'll stop at each part, and I'll respond to it. Selfish. I can see why you're you're disturbed. We hear some AA speakers say, "AA is a selfish program." The word "selfish" ordinarily implies that one is acquisitive, demanding thoughtless of the welfare of others. Of course, the AA way of life does not at all imply such unpredictable unpredictable traits. Um, wow. Yeah, I just, I've noticed that, uh, when I start to, uh, become selfish, that, uh, that my ego's kicking in. And uh, my ego is edging God out. Um, It's the acronym we have for ego. And one of the things is that when it talks about this, it talks about it is a selfish program. It is. It is. But what it means is that you have to do this program for yourself. And that's, you know, and you cannot do it for others. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the thing is that we all have a, uh, we all have to do it, we all have to do it for ourselves, but we don't have to be, uh, we don't have to keep, take the trace on it. That makes the trade that makes you uh, worth what it is. And, you know, in ordinary employees that one is acquisitive, Demanding and thoughtless and the welfare of others. Well it was, that's what it's that's what the uh that's what the traits are for you know acquisitive um demanding and thoughtless You know I I see so much of this stuff going on. And the, way, the way the world is uh, evolving today, it's evolving into a, into a very selfish world because, especially with the COVID virus, it seems like people want. If, if I got a, uh, if I got a, if I was a little kid and I got a football somebody, and if I would show to my, and I would show it to my, uh, you know my brothers or sisters or I don't even have any sisters, but I'm just making this joke I reference. If I would show it to them, yeah, you know, and they would be like, "I didn't get it from anybody. I didn't get it. I didn't get anything from him." You know, and that's just so uh, it's so thoughtless. and you know, it's it's not it's not about the gifts you get at Christmas. Both relationships that you develop at Christmas, and you develop a relationship with your higher power. And the best, and the best gift you can get, I said before on here, the best gift you can get is a is a relationship with a higher power and with others. And relationships grow, and uh, yeah, they grow as you become more. You, you trust them more. and become more trustworthy, and when you say something to them, you don't you don't find out they blabbed it all over town. Yes, that's, that's what I that's what I like. Uh, that's what I like on that first paragraph. The second paragraph is: What do these speakers mean? Well, any theologian will tell you that the solution of these solution or the salvation that's it salvation of his own soul is the highest vocation that a that a man can have without salvation however we may define define this he won't have little or nothing for as of AA there is even more urgency well, what do these speakers mean? I'm going to go to the second part now. And just, oh, by the way, this is on page 81. Out of that, Bill sees it. Um, it's called Selfish. Well, what do these speakers mean? Well, any, will tell you that the salvation of his own soul is the highest vocation that a man can have. That is a, uh, that's powerful because we behave ourselves down here. If we, we have a time we can work through things and not be so temperamental and, uh, selfish and greedy, we're going to have a good life, you know, and, and, and not to say that we're not going to have a good life, which we are going to have a good life. We have to trust the Lord. You know, you might see these guys uh driving Mercedes around and uh that they bought and uh maybe bought on credit or whatever, but there's you're gonna get jealous of it. And you have to think about it and say, you know, they're gonna get they, they can have that Mercedes. Because I'm gonna have my higher power, and have God, and I'm gonna be in heaven with God, and we're gonna and he's gonna give me uh you know, give me a very good spiritual gifts if I were, you know, if I'm a selfless instead of selfish. And you know, and that's the thing is is that you know love love to me is respect. You know, it's when you respect others, when you when you respect uh when you respect your kin, your kinship, you know, and brothers and sisters and and uh and they treat them with respect too. You treat them with love. Um, you know, and the selfish stuff is a, uh you know, the biggest cancer in the locker room in sports and football and baseball and basketball and, and hockey or whatever is selfishness. That's what tears the locker room apart. And you hear about that all the time. And that's when you like, you know, if you see like this guy who's scoring a lot of points and but he shoots a lot, that—that's a mean selfishness. And uh, you know, or just playing. Sometimes these guys just play for statistics. You know, because you know, because they know that they do in baseball too. But you know, this biggest example I can give is in baseball. Um, you know, they. If there's a guy that walks, walks a base, walks. He's a walk-on base, and uh, the hitter in the back of him, they pitch the hitter, and he's supposed to uh, bunt, and bunt to get move the guy up to the second base. Well, he swings the bat instead, and he knows the bunt is on, but he's got no interest in bunting. And, uh, you know, sometimes what happens usually is the wrong effect. Like a draw a ball that's short and a 6-4-3 double play. And they're out of the inning. But that's the best example I can give. You know, and, and I I carry sports into, as, everybody, as people that know I listen to this podcast know, that uh, I carry this into the... Uh, into the podcast, and I'm going to ask you guys right now to, if you like this what I'm doing right now, if you can go on and and uh, do the question and uh, give us give us a, a thumbs up. We're going to take this a little. We're going to take this a little bit farther than we're at right now, and uh, we're going to find. Uh, we're going to do these podcasts for people that want it and for people that want to grow from it. And through the uh, and you know and, and through the questions and stuff, ask questions. I'll answer them. So, anyways, if we cannot and here's the last part, if we cannot or will not achieve sobriety, then we become truly lost. Right in the every right in the here and now, we are of no value to anyone, including ourselves until we find salvation from this, from alcohol. Therefore, our own recovery and spiritual growth have to come first. A night nice and necessary kind of self-concern. Last paragraph here is, you know, and, and this is a uh, letter from Ascol season. You know, and that's the thing too. Is I'm gonna to try to get off topic of again. I'm doing my, uh... anyways. So I'm gonna get off topic. Of I just want to say is that you know, the letter is from 1966, but you know, it's it's the type of it's the type of, uh, of you know, it's just it's the power book for me. That's what I have to live by. That's what I live by day to day. You well, know, I need to be respectful to people. Respect is love. You know? I cannot I don't want to be selfish. I cannot be selfish because that is what kills relationships. That's the uh you know, if I want to treat somebody with love, I'm not gonna be uh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be dishonest with people. I'm gonna to have to be honest with people. And uh selfless instead of selfish. You know, if we can, you cannot or will not achieve sobriety. Then we can become truly lost. Yeah, it's yeah. alcoholism just pretty much just dominates your brain. And that's what that's what happens. You know, you lose all your tools uh, of your language of the heart when you drink. It goes away, and it's, it's sad because. You know, it's, just, it's so freaking selfish to drink. It's so selfish to uh, take your life too. You know, it's, it's one of the things that, uh, that stands out to me a lot in that what's going on, he's what's being said right here. And you know, it's, it says right in the here and now, you know, it's, that's what we lose. We lose, our, uh, we lose our beautiful nature of people. You know, we've been, we've been doing, you know, it's can be the person who has been like one year sober and he's worked all the steps and he's done the program. And and for some reason he gets tripped up and he goes back out there and drinks one day. Uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes we, we think we can drink and then just erase it, but we can't because it messes with our sobriety. And it, it takes her selfishness to a whole different level. And you know, they only ask people, why did you drink? I don't know. Well, because you're selfish. You wanted to drink. You want to get rid of your problems. And you want to throw your problems on somebody else and blame them. Well, if they weren't so mean to me, I wouldn't drink. You know, I, you know what? I'm just going off of what I said. Real, you know, I used to say stuff like that all the time. And, uh, you know, if you want to tear your house down too, uh, take a drink and see how your life, uh, I don't talk about your physical house, I'm talking about your health and your house. uh spirituality, let's tear that down in a heartbeat. It's uh, so scary, you know, like you, you think you can cover stuff up, but all you're doing is you're making more misery for yourself. Because you you're going to sit there and you're going to go, well, oh, i if they know this. Or you look at a person and go, oh, they know that about me. You know, it, it, it really is. They don't know anything about you, but that's the, uh, that's the evil one. That's the uh, demons inside you that are, are tripping you off and sending you down the wrong road. You know, you can drink no, don't know. Oh, God. Try that one. Try that on, you know, and... Uh, I shouldn't say to try that one on or nothing. But when I when I did that, when I was thinking that, you know, when I was at a huge event and I looked to my left, and there's my cousins. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's it's a situation where it's a situation where people count on you, and you know something: people can see you from far away. You affect other people. And uh, you know, and by by them having a uh, pleasant thoughts about you, that's that's what's going to happen. And you're going to trash it. And you know, it's it's easy to if you do that, go to a meeting right away. So you can get developed, you can get uh, apprentices more developed, and get those phone numbers. So when you think about taking a drink, you don't take your sobriety with a drink. That's the thing is that's what's going to happen for me. I mean, that's what's happened for me is you when know, I've had that, I had that drink at that big bed and you know what. I, I was else trying to get back in the game. You know sobriety took a lot of meetings. It took a lot of uh, listening and uh, doing the stuff work with the sponsor uh, andron do this stuff in chronological order. And use them when we think we're going to be selfish. When the thought of a drink comes up, and that I, I sounds like such a great idea. So, you know, we are of no value to anyone, you know, including ourselves. Until we find salvation from alcohol, that's that's a punch in the face for me. It's a wake up call. You know, and that's when I uh that's what I'm talking about with uh saying that we uh we don't know who's watching. And you know, I guarantee I, I guarantee the higher power is watching. Well I guarantee that somebody's watching it too that knows, you know, they, they smell the hangover on you like they used to smell it on me when I went out to work. You know, and, and I would laugh and he hey, hey. reality was, was that I was doing damage to myself. So you know, I'm just glad that I don't have to uh, participate in that anymore. You know, it's, it's, it's no value we are no value to anyone. Zero. If we're not any value to anyone, we're not worth a damn. That's what that tells me, you know? We're just, you know, it's hard to be loving, caring, and kind when you're, when you don't value anyone. You know, of course, of course, when people were out and stuff like that, and I was out drinking, I love you, you know, that, that type of talk. And, uh, you know, I like, wake up the next morning and you didn't even know who I saw. <laughs> that was a. That was a bad. That's a bad, a bad one. Bad right there. Uh, so I'm just I'm glad that uh, you know that people are recovering and learning how to have an appropriate, how to have an appropriate relationships with people, and uh, you know, be loving more, be more loving, kind, and care. You know, he says too. is says, therefore, our own recovery. And spiritual growth have to come first—a right and necessary kind of self-concern, self-concern, and uh, we cannot. You know, we cannot. It's you know. I'm going to talk about the first paragraph here. i looking at it, or not the first, the first sentence of the last paragraph. If we cannot or will not achieve sobriety, then we become truly lost, truly lost souls, right in the uh, right in the here and now. You know that's what slips away. This was like drink. It takes away the uh, takes away the spiritual lifestyle that we're living. It rubs it right out. And with that with that, you know, we're gonna be consumed with and you know, if we're able to stop drinking after that one drink, if you're an alcoholic, you're gonna be just consumed with with the craving to drink again. And I know I that's how I walked around too. I walked around just I walk around dreaming of taking that next drink. You know, it's because I had so much because I had so much guilt and and uh, anxiety and me and, and uh, greed and, you know it was just that way. That was the only way I knew that I could feel halfway decent and be able to talk to people and uh you know to be able to go hang out with people. That was the only way I could do it. And you know that's that's scary. That's really scary and I I'm so I'm so happy that I'm Living life in sobriety you now and and uh living life from uh women needing off prescriptive payments and uh you know I'm talking about narcotics and stuff like that. I don't need that stuff. Uh it's just well it just gives me, you know it says in here to and talks about putting ourselves until we find Salvation from alcohol. Salvation is a very important word. When I find when I find salvation is the uh, is being in a whole different planet, of being in a different level. You know, especially especially when we pass away, we're we're going to go to salvation. Our lives are going to be, my lives are going to be changed. Our our whole experience is going to be changed our bodies are going to be changed we don't have to uh we don't have to live in this holy caring women hell that we live in as a as alcoholics we do the stuff we're going to be able to uh get through that stuff get through the defense of you know the, the, I'm to the, word for it. the crazy thoughts and cravings and and uh, we don't have to do that stuff anymore. We can get through that. We don't go over it, we go through it. You know, and, and we become, uh, you know, and it says we have no value to anyone, including ourselves. You know, and that's the thing is when I see people talking in a meeting and they just come back and. You know, and they're they're struggling and and uh they're, they're struggling. They're really they're really and they're they're not living. So that's the thing that I, I've noticed, and that's what I've I've had and that's what I've had to happen to me. You know. So it's very important to pray for the uh people that are outside and inside the walls of recovery. And And just in the last sentence, a right and necessary kind of self-concern. First part of that sentence, I'm sorry. Therefore, our own recovery and spiritual growth have to come first. A right and necessary kind of self-concern. Um... I just I love that last paragraph. And because it was it's so true for me. You know, I don't want it it seems like the uh more I work on myself and it would be better I feel I feel myself dividing dividing away from the uh from the spirituality from the from the selfish greed and from the selfish notion and and the uh, the horror of living that living that life, living that life of uh, of being in a, in a spiritual spot that you know that we're very much into very much into a snag. And it's gonna be it's gonna be it's hell to get out of. If we're relapsing, we've been around for a while. It's hell to stop relapsing, and, and it's not because we love being drunk. It's because that's where we feel the best. Alcohol lying to us. Alcohol lies and says, "Here, have a drink. You'll feel better. You know, you'll be the man of the hour. You'll be uh, Mr. Importance." Well, shit, Mr. Importance is probably in a, it's probably going to be out the barstone laying in a a jukebox like I had a couple times. You know. And that was that was a uh that was not a whole hell of a whole lot of fun either. So you know it's, it's it's uh it's a beautiful thing that uh this this book is uh as Bill sees it. Uh if you, you pick up a copy of it, go ahead and pick it up because like I said before, this is what Bill Wilson's saying. I don't think we read it up at meetings. Uh, a big book of alcoholics, Anonymous you know, is usually what's used in, in 12 and 12, But this is very important too, but there's a lot of literature out there that they'll, uh, they'll author it and uh, talk to Bob. And, and that's the thing is, is that you can see those guys working, you can see those guys doing it. Yeah, it's from the early thirties and, uh, but they still have the same soul. And the same, uh, the same heartbeat back then. And, you know, they they came through the same emotions. That was nothing to, uh, nothing to laugh about or nothing to screw around with. And, you know, and and the reason they got that too is by going out and and talking to, uh, talking to these guys that were in the bars and uh, they were struggling and very, very, very sick. Um, uh, so, you know, that's the thing is, is too, is that they would just go out and share their stories They'd go to the hospitals and, uh, detox and, I don't think they had detox back then. But anyway, what they would do is they would go talk to these guys and, uh, women and stuff like that and, you know, they would just tell their story, you know, I did this or I did that, you know, it's so much more effective than going out there, putting a finger somebody in somebody and tell them, we better do this, you're going to die, you know, stuff like that doesn't work. It's horrendous, and, uh, you know, like it's, it's so important, too, it's like, you know, like I was saying, the opposite of self is, is selfless, and, you know, that's, that's the ultimate right there, for me, is the ultimate game, is to be, to be more selfless, and be a part of the, uh, It'd be you know, because I'm all young, still jealous. I mean I still do things that create problems for me, and a lot of problems and you know I can see that stuff and I can I can respond to it now. And I know that my uh, I'm working with a sponsor and working through the stuff though, not you know a uh, lot. You know, just having a network of friends and that uh, yeah, we find a program, so if no one else has told you I say, love you today. I do, and thank you. Hey, it's Todd. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to the show today. And if nobody else has told you that they love you today, I do. Thanks.